quite unusual. Hello and welcome to the Quite Unusual podcast. I am Nicole. And I am Noelle. And this is a part three that we didn't know we were going to do. Surprise! And what it's did, part three. What did we call it? Oh. Quiverfolkio Drift. Quiverfolkio Drift. Wait, I wrote... You, you wrote it down? I wrote something. I think Quiverful Drift just kind of works, too. Quiverful Drift is, like, pretty good. Because, um, yeah, last one was too quiver, too full. Yeah. Quivocchio. Quivocchio Drift. Uh, part three. Part three. Part three. Uh, I have to tell you something. I just fucking jump scared myself. Okay. Uh, you've been doing that a lot lately, though. A lot of jump scares. A lot of jump scares. The world is a scary place, Nicole. Um, the world is a vampire. <laughs> and life is a highway. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Why did you give yourself a jump scare? So I now? opened my my chrome browser and it was like do you want to restore the last pages that you've had up and i was like well sure obviously because it's like the quiverful like well yeah it's gotta be got right? to be right um so i opened it up and it is just a google image search of david allen turpin <laughs> his fucking hairstyle how you liking that bowl cut huh i screamed on the inside do you like it? i controlled myself on the outside i didn't need you to get scared too right right but I thank the, you for that on the inside i'm a whimpering child <laughs> David Turpin. It's so fucked up, man. It's like a cross between like Amish and like you know like like the mop at like your grandma's house that like she should have thrown away in like 1947 but she didn't. She's like holding on to it and it's right. like, really really dirty. Right, right, right. It's like it's like between like an Amish bowl cut and like the way that mop looks. And uh did you ever watch Ned's Declassified? <laughs> that that kid that they called coconut head it's big coconut, <laughs> it's big coconut head energy but it's like sure. silver and like beautiful well actually that i mean they don't even know who we're talking about yet because david turpin is who we still have to uh oh, speak about we're talking about him later on so we will you'll understand what you'll happening. understand david turpin and his hair once we get to that part i'll put but, a trigger uh, warning for you guys on, on the social media it's insane but yeah it's so scary I do have an update that I wanted to talk about. Um, you know how we were when we were talking about the Duggars and obviously Josh Duggar, Jay Dukes, Jay Dukes, uh, in prison now for child pornography. Is that oh, what yeah, they got yeah. him on? He officially? was framed though. So right, right, right. Yeah, um, but it wasn't he his also child porn on his computer that he downloaded. Somebody did it on his computer. The devil under his <sighs> Gmail account. The devil occupied his body and made his hands do the devil's work. Yeah. Well, um, so in our last episode, we were talking about how he we he would probably just be kept away from like the general population just because he is kind of a are we calling him a celebrity? I don't. Yeah, he's like a celebrity. Also, but he's a child. He like he he's a molester. Raised on children. Yeah, so like he's a molester, and they usually keep them separate too. Well, that's what I. That's was leading me to this. So mm -hmm. he is it like sequestered. Apparently, the article that I read said that he is. <laughs> Kept away from, like, the general population, but he's mm -hmm. kept with other child molesters. Oh. So apparently they have, like, a child molester ward because <laughs> it's so fucked Because up. if you put them in with the general population, like, I mean, yeah, sure, like, Gary over here killed his brother because he fucked his wife. Well, yeah. But he didn't touch any kids, and right. he doesn't want to be rooming with a child diddler, so. No, it's true. 
I mean, they get fucked up in prison as they rightfully should. They should. So they, so yeah, this, and apparently at this specific prison, 40% of it, like 40% of the inmates are, have child uh, molesting or oh, rape, like ab- abuse, wow. yeah, charges against them. So they have like a whole wing for these sickos. But it's yeah. a real, real club Monaco situation so, yeah, going on so, there. So he doesn't have his own room, but he's, mm-hmm. I guess, kept amongst his like own minded people, his own kind. <laughs> I, I don't know. When he said sequester, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why did you laugh at that? Because in my head, yeah. I said sequester me, Captain. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. My brain's broken. Anyways, um, well, that's kind of nice. It's like a summer camp for, like, disgusting, like, creepy, disgusting men. Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, I guess, a, a way to look at it. It's, 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 it's a certain of- way to look at it, that's for sure. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. But, uh, yeah. There are lots of ways to look at things. Um, something that I have been searching my soul about recently mm-hmm. that I know I've talked to you about probably 65,000 times in your Definitely sick of at this point. There's so many of those things, but sure, hit me. <laughs> just kidding. Ooh, fucking kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I'm about to flip this table right now. <laughs> Please don't. All of our equipment is on it. But something that I think we as a society are not just like, we're not talking about enough. Yeah. It's something near and dear to my heart that I just, I might, I honestly, I might make like an awareness, like, like page for it, like on Instagram. Oh, okay. Honestly. Um, who do you think would win in a fight between a Cabbage Patch Kid and a Garbage Pail Kid? Obviously a Garbage Pail Kid. Why, though? Because they're scrappy. A Cabbage Patch Kid is like a round, cherub little bitch. That's true. And a Garbage Pail Kid is like rough and tough from the streets. That's true. They're like the outsiders. <laughs> they are. They are. I feel like looking at that face, I bet you they could take a punch, though. Oh, I think, yeah. They There's could a take lot a punch. Of, There's a lot of, a lot of d- yeah, dough. Very doughy. Very doughy. I think that the Cabbage Patch Kids are more likely to fight dirty. Really? See, I would say I Garbage do. Pail Kids would be the ones to carry sand in their pockets. Oh, for sure. Pocket sand. Oh, I definitely agree with that. And, like, break a bottle and, like, stab you with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do for think sure. that a Cabbage Patch Kid would, like, poison your Wheaties or something. Mm, they like, would take, play like, dirty. mommy's sleeping pills yeah, they would, and, like, yeah. grind them up and, like, put them in your food. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. So, I, I have a hot take here. Prison rules, Garbage Pail Kids all day. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, a real, like, boxing match. I think I think garbage pail kids are still gonna win, mm. but I think cabbage patch kids are gonna go a few rounds. You know what that reminds me of? Remember that show on MTV, Celebrity Deathmatch? <laughs> no. Uh, what? I never had cable. Oh yeah. Well, someone someone listening is. So uh, what, what they is did this show? is it was like a cartoon, but it was like claymation cartoons, and they would take celebrities like out of the, but it obviously wasn't. Right. It was claymation celebrities, mm-hmm. and they would like pin them together to fight in, and then so one of them would die. Like one of them is Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. Oh, really? And yeah, Nicole Richie won that, right? I think Paris Hilton does. Whoa. Oh no, wait, Paris Hilton gets lit on fire. Oh, that makes sense. Sometimes they both die. Oh, nice. Um, and then what? Another one was like Bam Margera and Tony Hawk. Oh, so it's like it's like people who are. Yeah, like you know, similar, like in the same world, like Cabbage Patch Kids is a garbage. Cabbage Patch Kids. Kids. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want to see a celebrity death match of Cabbage mm-hmm. Patch Kids and Garbage 
pale kids. Oh, you know who I want to see fight? Who I always thought looked like the good and evil version of each other? Who? And I don't know if I've mentioned this. Definitely to you. Um, William H. Macy looks like the good version of Willem Dafoe. Yes. And we I have, have always thought that. I think we've said this on the pod before. Or I think maybe we have too because I'm me, obsessed. With, I'm fucking obsessed yeah. with this idea, uh-huh. dude. He's and I the want evil them one. to like play in a movie where they're like good and evil twins. Yes. Yes. Like even their and names, both like, fantastic actors too. Like Willem is like the evil version of William, <laughs> so like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's, it's like, like everything meant to be. Yeah. Like in like they should be in separate timelines and not know each other at all, and like mm-hmm. one of them should be the evil like version single, of the other. Or like, oh, what's that sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> <laughs> but it's with William H Macy and, and Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. I want that so bad. <laughs> Or we could do a single white male. Single white male. Single white male. Single white male. And it William. could be the two of them. <laughs> and Willem Dafoe is the evil one. <laughs> it just fucking. Single white William. <laughs> Willem. Willem. Single white Willem. <laughs> it just. It makes it's so accurate. much it's, sense yeah. to me. It really, it really does. I want it to happen. You can't be the only person on the planet who has thought this either. I'm I feel, sure. You know what? I feel so alone in this. You got to right pitch now. it. Pitch it to I'm, to someone. Netflix. Who? Netflix. Yeah, you haven't had a hit in a long time. Stranger Netflix. Things. That's been like what five, six They're years. Riding those coattails. You, hard, you need. You need something so. new. Netflix. If you're listening, <laughs> reach out to us. We have a movie for you. We have a movie idea we sure do um should we recap the last episode or just should we just keep Um, going well we can recap a little if you guys haven't been following along we've been talking about this religious cult slash movement called quiverful basically essentially what it is is just you just have a lot of kids so many kids for the lord for God. And you know what? You don't have to worry about feeding them or clothing them or like taking care of them. Because you know what? God is going to provide. God will provide. He will provide for you. He will provide for you. He will provide for your family. Mm. He will provide for all of your babies. All of your babies. That's true. Every single baby. Every. Why does baby sound <laughs> baby. so good? That's why I had to say it like baby. over and over. Like you saw it, like yeah. how good it felt. And you're baby. like, I got to try this. Everyone say it out loud right now. Well, wait, ready? So that good, was right? so good, you guys. It was so good. You it was so it. good. Wow. You are wow. our little babies. Each and every one of y'alls. Oh, my God. Let's finish the recap like this. Okay. So <laughs> we also talked about that Netflix show, Our Father. We did. We did. Yeah. Um, we also talked about your favorite topic, the I Duggers. I love the, the Duggers. Duggers. Also, that show, if you guys haven't watched it, Our Father, mm. is fucking crazy. Like, yeah, you're just going to be angry the whole time. Oh, it's deeply upsetting. And we got a couple of DMs from people saying, like, I watched it, like, a long time ago when it first came out. And now I'm angry about it again and watching yeah. it again and mm-hmm. being angry again. It's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had to relive it when I did the research for this. And I was like, oh, yeah. I do hate him I so hate much. This. I really hate this. Other than that. Now we're going to talk to you guys about some people who have left mm-hmm. our um, our main guy, David Turpin, who we talked about at the start of this the episode. Um, you can give him a Google if you want Turpin. right now, but we'll remind you later on. So we're going to talk about some people who left uh, and then also some weird political shit, scary political shit. Um, so yeah. why don't we just jump right into it? Yeah. Please to enjoy Quiverful Part 3. Quiverfulkio drift. <laughs>
the fuck are we going to name this? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some people who have left this cult. So if you've been paying attention, it should be clear to you that this movement, or dare I say it, a cult. I like to say cult. So yeah, you dare mm, say. Yeah. It's extremely toxic. Like Britney Spears toxic or like bad toxic? Like mostly toxic and harmful towards women toxic. Oh, so like bad toxic. Bad toxic. Mm-hmm. So it should come as no surprise that there have been several women and former followers who have spoken out about the movement and left it for good. And children, too, once they've grown up and just seen for themselves how fucked up of a situation it is. In an article by Vice, a woman named Vicki Garrison tells her story of being part of the movement and how she took her seven children and eventually got the hell out of there. I love the way she spells her name. I know it's V Y V. It's V Y K I I E. Vicky. V Y V K I E. That might be a typo. It no, might it's be. not. Is it? It's mm-hmm. not? Mm, okay. I wish it was V Y V K Y. I really can't trust my spelling for names after the whole Lightest situation. So it's just, you know, I know it is Vicky, though. It is. So she even started a blog called No Longer Quivering. And she now spends her time helping other women escape the cult. Doing the Lord's work. The Lord's work. She explains how her life growing up was unstable. And once she turned 16, she fled her home life and wound up in the arms of Jesus. Been there, ladies. Am I right? <laughs> she married a Baptist who she met at church. And she, like many other people who find themselves deep within a cult, discovered the movement through homeschooling and Bill Gothard's teachings. She explains at first she was the breadwinner and her husband was the one taking care of the children because he's blind. So it just obviously made more sense for her to go to work. That makes complete sense. Him to be home with the kids. Right. Once they fell under the quiverful spell, she quit school to manage her family and take care of the kids. And she also couldn't keep up with it as she was just constantly pregnant. So try working and being in school and also just constantly being pregnant. It's no, it's none of it makes sense. Also, like, how is she quitting her fucking job if her husband cannot work? Well, he got it. He got a job. He ended up getting a job, which wasn't as high paying as what she had. But I mean, he's the man he's supposed to work. That's the whole part of the movement. So instead, in order to help contribute to finances, she started a newspaper and she named her husband the president of it. Obviously. And while he did sales and distribution, it was basically her business. And even though she was running it and supporting the family, she could never really tell anyone or claim to be a working woman because the quiverfullers would just never accept that. No, because your job is to literally procreate and raise children. And that is it. Mm -hmm. If you do anything else, you are going against God. Right. So she needed to do this in order to help support her family. But she was kind of just doing all of the work behind this scenes and couldn't take any credit for it so she started to open her eyes to just exactly how messed up things were when her health started to decline from all of the pregnancies she was having a lot of her pregnancies had surgical problems and it turned into a life-threatening condition for her wow um one thing i want to bring up that i think a lot of people don't know is that well obviously pregnancy is very hard on your body yeah yes um And I just found something out that is so shocking to me. A lot of women, like, 
there's like this like old like wives tale or whatever mm-hmm. um where like one tooth per kid have you heard this no you lose like a tooth like on average like a woman like loses one tooth per child that she's pregnant with Is, that's a thing yeah because of the morning sickness what? because oh. it erodes your teeth from vomiting all of the time never thought of that so and then also if a baby doesn't like in utero like doesn't have like enough calcium it like pulls it out of your bones in your yeah teeth. I, I knew that much yeah and like so this is just like an actual like life threatening like it affects you so physically mm-hmm. and it's so devastating to people's bodies yeah. and yet this movement is like keep doing it well, yeah, because they don't care about women. So yeah. Why? So like all their teeth stopped. are like falling out and like she's like Ugh. having all these complications and shit. And they're just like, well, yeah, that's yeah. how that works. Well, God wants you to have more kids. So just keep doing it. You know what? God wants teeth. God wants you to have teeth. <laughs> I'm just going to hot take. Maybe God is pro teeth. I would God say is, I would say God is pro I don't know teeth, him at least. Mm-hmm. or her. I don't know her. Well, it's definitely not a her because it has a job. So, <laughs> but I would say they are pro teeth. So right around this time that she was having all of these conditions just from constantly being pregnant. Her husband had become a tyrant. He was emotionally abusing her and she was just completely worn out, like physically and mentally. She said her kids were also miserable. They were failing socially and educationally. She said her eyes were finally opened after she met with her uncle who was not religious. And she sort of like talked things out with him and he just, kind of opened her eyes to the whole situation okay so he was like a safe space for her to go to Mm -hmm. and her breaking point was when her husband decided that she wasn't being and quote submissive enough so he decided to take the kids and stay with his parents to give her a break so she could think about being more submissive towards him (laughs) after six weeks away from her children she picks them up to find that the other members of quiverful had poisoned their minds telling them that their mother was being deceived by Satan and that she was being mean to their father. And on top of that, her children were extremely ill as if no one was actually caring for them while she was away. That's insane. Also, six weeks is such a long time. I bet she felt a little bit well rested though. Oh, for sure. I'm sure she did. So when she picked them up, they all had pneumonia. What? And her one daughter had MRSA. Shut what? Because it, in this cult, you're—I mean, the whole—it's community. You're yeah. supposed to take care of each other, but they like when, don't go to doctors and shit. Yeah, yeah when they mm-hmm. but when they took him away from her, n- mm-hmm. nobody was paying attention to them. The dad wasn't taking care of him, and the, the other female members of Quiverful that were supposed to be just uh, were not well, they because were they probably, had seventeen kids of their own. Yeah, dude, fucking MRSA. Come yeah. on, what is this? Eighteen fifteen. That's insane. Also, a big thing is that they don't believe in like doctors always i don't really like that's like a no last resort help. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so two weeks later after they all gained their health back her older kids started to see the situation for what it was and she just sort of grabbed them all and left she enrolled them all in school and they started living their lives like normal people and they did this by marathoning Harry Potter. And I swear I didn't add that. that mm. That's legit what she said. They marathoned Harry Potter to get back to normal. And I personally love that and support that for them. Yes. Uh, I read this study once, which I'll try to find it because I'm just going to like paraphrase because it was a while ago. But children that were raised reading and watching Harry Potter are better at making like um, like reasoning style judgments versus children that are raised not only without that, but with the influence of the Bible. 
They have a harder time. Mm. Children that are raised reading solely the Bible, basically, like Bible yeah. stories, find it harder to differentiate between what is true and what is false, the fiction people, and nonfiction. Wow. Versus children that read Harry Potter. So you're saying I'm really good at reasoning things because I grew up on Harry Potter? Yeah. Am okay. I real? I don't. Yes. Yes, you are. See? You fucking <laughs> nailed it, dude. Knew it. Yeah. So after this, she's left and she has not looked back since. And she said something that really resonated, and at first I didn't agree with it, but something that resonated with her, and it just kind of made more sense more the more I thought about it, but she said that Quiverful is a woman's movement. Interesting. I know that sounds insane at first, and your first thought was probably just like mine, like, what? No, it's not. It's yeah. clearly like male-dominated. It's all about the men. Sure. But she explains it like this. Women are usually the ones who drag their husbands into the movement. Oh, you know what? That's what Michelle Ducker did. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Whether it be through homeschooling uh -huh. or what, it's usually the the woman who yeah. finds this movement and is like, let's try it out. And a big part of the movement mm -hmm. and how a lot of families get integrated into the movement is through homeschooling. Wow. So typically, it's the woman who does the homeschooling research. She decides it's best for her children and gathers the materials needed to start. And on top of that, most of the time, this woman is married to a loser. Right. I mean, she probably already does everything around the house. Mm -hmm. She most definitely probably takes care of the children, regardless if she works full time or not. Right. So, I mean, Vicky says happy couples and healthy relationships are very rarely the ones to join up in the Quiverful movement. Right. It's almost like they're looking for like some sort of like support. Yes, a support mm -hmm. system. Wow. And instead, it's usually a married couple where the woman is already burnt out from probably doing everything around the house, yeah. children, cleaning, probably has a part-time, maybe full-time job. Yeah. And by joining the movement, she thinks it's going to help her husband step up to the plate and actually pull his weight when it comes to this partnership. Right, because the man is the one that has to, like, provide he's supposed to provide and the woman's supposed to take care of the kids wow and you know like the whole idea is you know he has to be the man of the house yeah. while she tends to the womanly things but what actually just ends up happening is that she's still left to do everything without the help of her husband mm -hmm. while also now having to submit to him and obey to his every command right and live off one income mm -hmm. if they were a dual income household or possibly i'm sorry my cat is yelling <laughs> um or possibly like just a lower income yeah if, like he's the one yeah so wow it makes a lot of sense right? that's crazy I mean, it makes total sense because you probably go in looking for a support system yeah. like women helping women we can do this like, like let's whatever mm -hmm. like traditional lifestyle like yeah it, it's survived for so long there must be some sort of reason for exactly. that exactly then you're like, oh, actually, this is just fucking terrible. In every possible it's just the way. same, and now I also have to submit to him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, so the Quiverful movement, I mean, in theory, it would never appeal to a couple in a healthy relationship or a couple in a partnership mm -hmm. because there would be no need to fix, like, a useless man, right? you know? Right. Or, like, a man who just does the bare minimum all of the time. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of women feel that way. Like, they feel like they do everything and their husband just yes. doesn't care. You can have it all, ladies. Yeah. Thankfully for Vicky, she has escaped the movement with her children. She left her deadbeat husband behind and is now an atheist. And I love that for her. Fuck yeah, dude. 
She also founded the blog No Longer Quivering, which was created to share her story and the stories of other women who have left the movement in order to help other women liberate themselves. And then the next story that I want to talk about, I guess, or of people who have escaped this cult, mm-hmm. is the story of the Turpin family. Okay. So David Allen Turpin. Mm, three names. Scary. David Allen Turpin. All right. Married Louise when he was 23 and she was just 16 years old. I'm having a visceral reaction to that. They decided, <laughs> they decided to follow Pentecostalism and were members of the Quiverful Movement. And I just also have to call out that the husband, David, has the craziest bowl cut I want to see this guy. I have ever seen on a grown-ass man. So please, if you aren't driving, just look up David Turpin, T-U-R-P-I-N, and you'll all get what I'm talking about. Oh, it's good. It's crazy. I'm going to post a picture of this it on our gram. Oh, look at his little bangs. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so, wow. so good. So David had graduated from Virginia Tech And he was a computer engineer, and he met his wife, Louise, at Princeton High School. Can you imagine being a 23-year-old man and being interested in a 16-year-old girl? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld dated someone that was going to high school, and he used to pick her up from high school. Well, this is what this guy did, too. I'm sorry. That's just gross. It's gross. It's gross to me. Uh But together, the pair would go on to have 13 children. Great. Love that. 10 daughters and three sons. This is 10 daughters for breeding. Good job. The family lived in Fort Worth, Texas, until 1999 when they moved to Rio Vista, Texas. They apparently moved 10 of the children to a trailer on the property, and then they kept the youngest with them in the house. Oh, okay, confusing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. The parents would drop off groceries here and there to the trailer O children, but they <laughs> barely provided them with enough food, and the children would resort to eating condiments and chewing on ice to keep from starving. What the fuck? Yeah. Were they like, do you know, do we know how old they were at this time or no? We don't know. Um, well, when they escaped, they were all pretty young. Holy so shit. I would say at this point, maybe the eldest, and this is just a guesstimation, but I would say at this point, maybe the eldest was 16. Oh, so I would say the, the ones living in the trailer were probably like eight to 16. That's horrendous. Yeah. And neighbors thought the family was extremely strange. The children were always dirty and in typical quiverful fashion, Mm -hmm. they were also all homeschooled. When the neighbors did come into contact with the children, they would ask about their filth and the children would tell them that it was a waste of water to wash past their wrists. (sighs) Oh, so I wonder how MRSA spreads around the quiverful movement. (laughs) Water's expensive, man. I've got 13 kids. Can't all shower every day. See, okay, this is the thing that's really getting to me right now. You have 13 children, and yet you take care of none of them. Mm-hmm. But you just keep popping them out. Quantity over quality. God says so. Jesus. The neighbors also noticed that the kids were never allowed to be outside during the day. They were only ever spotted on the property at night. Much like raccoons. Mm -hmm. Then in 2010, the Turpin family left their home in Rio Vista and moved to Paris, California. When the family left, neighbors found literal shit everywhere. Dead cats. So sad. Piles of garbage and beds with ropes tied to them as if they were used as restraints to tie the children down. I 100% believe that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
This is a horrifically abusive situation. Once again, neighbors thought the family was off. Oh, just off? Just a a little off. They're a little weird, those turpins. They said the children were always silent unless spoken to. They would skip instead of walking, and they were all severely malnourished and pale. That's weird. That's a weird detail. Family were kept away from the children as much as possible, though one of Louise's sisters had shown concern for the children's weight. So they distanced themselves from them and strategically posted pictures of the kids looking happy and healthy to Facebook to not raise concern amongst their family. That's what I mean. That's what I do to you. I post only pictures where you look happy <laughs> and not ones where I'm clearly keeping you hostage. I mean, obviously. <laughs> no, for real. This is, what? What was, what was that? that? Nothing. What was that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, you want me to put you in the trailer? I, please, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is really fucked up, though. Yeah, like, This yeah. is making me very no, sad. for sure. And my reaction is to make jokes about it. Yes, yeah. fucked up. So the parents posted a picture of the family at Disneyland in Anaheim with the family looking happy and normal and wearing matching Disney tees. Because mm. that's what families do in Disney World for love some it. fucking reason. I don't love know. It, love it. Luis and David love Disney, actually. And so much so, they're Disney adults. So, Fuck. so much so, they She's had a Disney child still, actually. Childbred. Yeah. They had vanity plates made that read DL forever with the obviously four, the, the number, number four. four. Uh-huh. And my personal favorite, D Land. Dick Land <laughs> and DL Hughley forever. <laughs> this is what those actually stood for. I mean, I'm not sure what's worse. Uh being a member of a Christian patriarchal cult. Or being a Disney adult. Honestly, I would have to flip a coin. They're pretty close for me. Especially if you have like a Dickland like driver like <laughs> license on your car. I mean, I'm also probably going to get a lot of hate for that, but I stand by that stance. Disney is cool, okay? I love Disney. Oh sure, but it's, it's fine. not a personality trait. It's fine. Disney's c- cool. It's I love Disney. I. I <laughs> yeah, I like Disney. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big cartoon guy. Love a Star War. But you know, it's just, it's just don't make it your own it's thing. It's not a personality. It's not, it's not a personality. Please don't get a DL Hughley Forever license plate. D Land. D Land. By 2018, the children had been planning to escape for over two years. And Jordan Turpin, who was 17 at the time, had overheard her parents talking about moving the family to Oklahoma. So she decided it was time to act because she feared some of her siblings were so malnourished that they wouldn't make it through the move. That's so fucking sad, dude. Also, what a brave girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she's the one who like does it for her, for her siblings, for sure. In 2016, Jordan had found an old smartphone and she had been using the internet and watching YouTube videos that helped her understand how the world really worked. And just how fucked up of a situation her and her siblings had been in their whole lives. Wow. I'm so, I'm like so impressed by this girl. Mm -hmm. She was also very fond of Justin Bieber. Oh, a believer. She was a believer. Love that. Uh Uh-huh. Until one of her siblings snitched on her and her mother, Louise, choked her so aggressively that she thought she was going to die. Because she was an Aaron Carter fan, and she's like, this is an Aaron Carter house, not a Justin Bieber, Heavenly. Well, it was when Selena and Justin were going through their breakup, and oh she loves Slogo, so, you know. Oh, my God, I get it. Yeah. Slogo. <laughs> Jordan started drawing diagrams of what she could 
gather went on in the outside world. They had watched the TV show Cops before, and they knew that they needed to find the police in order to get outside help. So that was like their whole, they're like, cops, bad good guys. Boys, bad boys, what you gonna <laughs> we do? We gotta find one of what them. What you gonna do when they come for you? Jordan knew she needed proof, though, so she took pictures of her siblings tied to their beds. She packed a bag, stuffed her bed with pillows so her parents wouldn't know she was gone, and made for her escape. Dude, amazing. On January 14th, 2018, Jordan and one of her other sisters made their break out through a window. Her younger sister, who was just 13 years old at the time, got scared and turned back, but Jordan bravely continued on without her. Incredible. When she was far enough away from the home, she dialed 911 from a deactivated cell phone she had found. She told the dispatchers that her and her siblings were being abused by their parents and were being treated as prisoners. When an officer arrived, Jordan showed him the pictures she had taken of her siblings. Police arrived at the Turpin residence for a welfare check, and inside they found the house littered with garbage, human feces, dead pets, and moldy food. Luis and David had rushed to unchain all of the children, but had forgotten about one in a bedroom behind a wall of boxes. Whoa. Many of the children had bruises all over their bodies. They were all malnourished and dirty. They were so frail that the police believed that all of the children had been under the age of 18, but seven of them were actually over the age of 18. Holy shit. Still living in this house. Oh, wow. So Jordan was one of the younger children. Mm-hmm. That's even crazier yep. that she was like, fuck this. Yep. Wow. I know, Good right? for her. Police discovered the horrors of living in the house through many journals the children had written in about their time living there. Oh, wow. David and Louise had tied up, beaten, and strangled their children. They only allowed them to eat once per day, and they only allowed them one shower per year. Holy shit. All in the name of God. (sighs) The oldest child, or actually, I should say adult, was 29 (gasps) years old but weighed just 82 pounds. Oh, my God. An 11-year-old sibling had an arm circumference that was equivalent to that of a four-month-old baby. So basically just bones, Mm -hmm. just bone and skin. Yep. And 29 years old, like, what the hell are you doing, man? They don't know. They don't know that when you're 18, you're an adult. They don't know any of this. That's true. They don't know anything. It's crazy. It's just crazy to me. Most of the children had no knowledge of the outside world. See, they they didn't know that this wasn't normal. But they had neighbors and stuff. Yeah, but they didn't. They probably weren't allowed to contact they didn't really, them. I mean, they didn't interact much with them, but still. Yeah. They didn't know what police officers were for the most part, and they also didn't know what medicine was. That's how secluded they were. Mm-hmm. David and Louise were taken into custody and pled guilty to 14 counts of torture, false imprisonment, child endangerment and other counts of abuse actually first they pled not guilty but then they changed it because how the fuck are you even going to try to claim that of course they they always they always are like i didn't actually do that right (laughs) they were both convicted of 12 counts of torture 12 counts of false imprisonment and seven counts of abuse of a dependent adult and six counts of child abuse David received another charge of lewd act 
of a child under 14 because he had sexually abused one of his daughters. Oh, I bet it was more than one, too. Bail was set at $9 million for Luis and $12 million for David. Sick. David was also charged with perjury. That tracks. I bet this guy's a fucking liar. Well, he filed affidavits with the California Department of Education claiming his children were being educated in a private school. Both David and Louise were sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years, which experts say will not happen just because of how fucked up their crimes were. Good. I wonder if, like, I bet all these children are, like, completely illiterate, too. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no way. Like, how are they functioning in a mm. society? Well, we'll get to that. They're they're really not. Oh. The children spent weeks in the hospital after their rescue, and doctors treated them for heart damage due to lack of nutrients. Wow. And they also had cognitive impairments and neuropathy, which was in neuropathy, which is damage to your nerves. Okay. So from being tied up and probably just from being malnourished their entire lives. Mm-hmm. It's yep. really fucked up, man. In October 2019, the younger children were put into a foster home where the abuse and torment continued. Oh, good. Foster parents Marcelino Alguin, 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 Alguin. Leave that in. Leave us struggling in the podcast. <laughs> it's hard to spell. It's hard to say. Foster parents Marcelino Alguin and his wife Rosa beat the children, pulled their hair, and then beat them with a belt. Good. Because these kids have not been through it. Right. I know. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being rescued from one terrible situation and just put right back into this? <laughs> Separated the from your entire family, the only things that you know, and then being beat with a belt by yeah. this fucking guy with a dumbass last name. I think there were there were a couple of them. I think there were maybe like three of them that went to this house. Still. I but mean, yeah, still. You're missing 10 of your siblings. Right. They forced them to eat until they threw up. Great. And would then force the children to eat their own vomit. Wow. The foster dad, Marcelino, also sexually abused the girls by fondling them and kissing them. Yeah, I know. It's really rough. They were both arrested and charged with abuse. And the other children who were old enough to live on their own instead of being put into foster care, they really didn't fare any better. They were basically just set loose to fend for themselves after living years in isolation Mm -hmm. with practically no knowledge of the outside world they literally all. know nothing i bet they don't know how to use a microwave i bet they don't know that they're supposed to brush their teeth twice a day mm-hmm. they know nothing they didn't even know medicine existed they're practically five-year-olds yep. in mm-hmm. adult bodies and mm-hmm. they're just being like what's money mm-hmm. and then thrown out like oh i'm yep. upset they basically just threw these kids to the wolves and yeah. were like figure out how to be an adult it's fucked up, man. And to say that the system failed these kids is an absolute understatement. Yes. And many of them became homeless. I Yeah, I'm sure. I'm absolutely yep. sure. Even though hundreds of thousands of dollars were donated to the children, like once the story hit the public and obviously people were like, how do we help? Yeah. The money was placed in a trust that was controlled by a court-appointed <laughs> public guardian. And they really don't have access to any of it at all. Okay, cool. So where's this guardian and why aren't they taking care of these children? Exactly, exactly. Do you want to adopt a bunch of people that are older than us? And we'll <laughs> raise them how to be good humans? Yeah, adults? teach them how to survive. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, we could just put a trailer in the backyard and... No! 
We'll actually feed them. Okay. But you know. In a 2020 interview with Diane Sawyer, Jordan says she was just released without warning with no life skills and no plans. She said she rarely has enough money for food. And in July of 2022, the Turpin siblings filed lawsuits in California's Riverside County Superior Court against the foster care agency that placed them in a home where they went on to continue to experience abuse. And honestly, I hope they win a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. But obviously, since this was so recent, I mean, July of 2022, this is still ongoing and it was just filed a few months ago. So we'll just have to see what comes out of it. That's this is entire thing. It's upsetting. Is making me fucking sick. And it's all because of a movement under the guise of God saying Mm -hmm. that he wants people to have kids that's why i think this is a cult and not a movement like again like inside the cult like you think it's a movement outside of it it's clearly a cult because Mm -hmm. you're literally being told it's okay to abuse your children yeah they do this thing that we haven't talked about at all um that's like a pretty common practice it's called blanket training have you heard of this yeah yeah so i don't think that's necessarily a quiverful thing i know like other people do that too oh yeah well it's just like a parenting thing that someone thought was a good idea yeah but it's like really big in the quiverful movement Mm -hmm. um and i saw this on some show i think it might have been on 19 kids and counting they were talking about it but in like a positive way Mm -hmm. and basically if for those of you that don't know because they have fucking 19 children you yeah. cannot watch 19 children. So when, you know, your daughters get to 10 years old, they're in charge of also taking care of children. Right. Like, that's just how that cycle of yeah. abuse continues. But they do this thing called blanket training, for those of you that don't know, where they'll put a blanket down. Is Jade biting you? <laughs> She's stuck in my... Jade, you can't move. She's, her body is... She's stuck in my uh, headphone cord. Save my child, please. <laughs> her body. <laughs> Jade, no! <laughs> she was pulling it, and I was like... Jade, no. Jade. Why does God give her his toughest battles? So for those of you that don't know, um, blanket training is like the most basic level of abuse that these people do. Like it's like step number one. And they put mm-hmm. a blanket down and then you put like a an infant, whatever, like a, a crawling baby. A toddler. Yeah. yeah some, sure. Some anything young. Child. Any young child. You put it on the blanket and every time it leaves the blanket, you hit it with something. Usually a ruler. A switch. Yeah, you hit them with a switch, <laughs> and it makes them afraid to leave the blanket. Mm-hmm. So, well, just put them in one of those fucking like uh, pack and plays. Like, what? Right? What's the big deal? Like, put them in a freaking you have to buy a dog. That, like, everyone has blankets. Yeah, but if you're gonna have seventeen kids, it's not like it's gonna go to waste. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, think <laughs> of the logic that these people have, though. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I just, I'm just saying that, like, no, that would be the, I, I fully agree with you. the way to do it. I'm pro. This is a pro pack and play <laughs> podcast. Okay. It's very hard to say. But yeah. So like everything, everything is abusive. Everything that happens to these children is abusive in mm-hmm. one way or another. Yeah. Even the fact that like children have to start raising their siblings as their yeah. own. Yeah. If it's not physically abusive, yeah. it's mentally oh, abusive. Deeply mentally abusive. Yeah. yeah. And it's also kind of screwed up, too, because a lot of times the parents are so ingrained in, like, this way of living mm-hmm. that they don't they don't realize how severely it's affecting their children and how it's going to affect their children as adults. And it's just, like... Would you almost say up. that it's cult-like? It's cult-like. Yeah, yeah. Some could say. Some could say. They've been indoctrinated, and this is all that yeah. they know. Yeah, I know. And they don't think it's weird. 
Okay, obviously we talked about how quiverful adherents want to produce just as many people as possible, and they mm-hmm. think that that's what God wants, and they do this so that all these new people have the same ideals that they do, right? Yeah. One of the reasonings to this is to literally take over the world. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds so harebrained. Politics. Yeah, it sounds so harebrained. Like, I don't know, like, what's next? Do, like, sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads? Like, first, like, take over the world, then get those? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this is real. If you'll remember on our last episode, um, Nicole mentioned that they want to kind of outpace, like, quote-unquote outpace Muslims and, like, well, have yeah. more, like, Christian babies. And that woman, I think the quote, that same woman who the, out, like, outbreeding of Muslims is, like, what she said or whatever, that same woman also mentioned that the whole point of it was to put these, mm-hmm. like, to be able to put people in office to make the rules and the laws for the rest of everyone else. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk the about more, that yeah, so. right now. Yeah, so if you'll remember last episode, I did math, which is hard because math is hard. But it was necessary. So to recap, if a couple has only 10 children, which like they're having more. Only 10. Only 10. A minimum of 10 children. And then their children have 10 and so on. By the fourth generation, there will be 10,000 children born to that family. Mm -hmm. And that's if they only have 10 children, which as we know, they prefer to sit around like 15, 20 children in a family. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. Who knows? Right. The families are encouraged by the church to get involved in politics. Yep. I mean, if you have 10,000 people voting one way, mm-hmm. that is going to easily overcome and sway an election. And it's honestly, it's genius if you think about it. Yeah. Breeding waves of voters that turn the American political system into the conservative Christian theocracy of their dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I literally went over to my mom's house. I'm going to pull up this picture. Yeah. I'm going to say, please tell the story that you said earlier today. Yeah. So I went over to my mom's house um, this morning and they were, my parents were watching the news and I took a photo of this and it literally says theocracy rising, growing movement to merge the church and state. Nope. Nope. And this was on like NBC News or something. Not even like. Well, yeah. I mean, we we see it. We we we've seen it. We've been seeing it. We, yeah. The whole war on fucking pro life, pro choice. Yeah. It do be happening. Yeah. Right it's now, currently happening. It's it's fucked up, dude. So this is what they want. They want America to be a Christian nation. Yeah. It's not. It's absolutely not. Okay. No. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. It's a freaking melting pot. It's. We, oh, thank you. We're the freaking melting pot. Freaking melting pot. We're the crock pot of the world, okay? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) The crock pot of the world. Uh, Remember Mitt Romney of losing presidential elections? Oh, yes, yeah. Big loser, that guy. (laughs) The biggest loser. He's a religious extremist, and in a commencement... Commencement. And in a commencement speech at Southern Virginia University in 2013... Um, his number one piece of advice for graduates was, quote, get married and have a quiver full of kids if you can. Wow. He also said something about how, like, ladies, you have a degree, but you're not going to use it because you're just going to have babies. Another thing, too, is that I think a lot of politicians and people like within this movement, mm-hmm. they don't actually come out and say that they're a part of it. Yeah. They hide it. Right. He's Mormon. 
Mitt Romney's a Mormon. He's clearly, if he's directly quoting, have a quiver full of kids. Yes. Clearly you're a part of this movement. Yes. You're not saying that you are because obviously people are going to look at you and be like, you're crazy. This is a cult. Yeah. It's it's bad press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he completely is. Yes. Let's have a, qu- literally that's a quote. Yeah. Quiver full of children. Yeah. And then he quoted the Bible saying, children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. <laughs> Okay. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Okay. And you know what I say to that? Fruit of the womb. No, thanks. I prefer fruit of the loom. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You remember those commercials with like the people dancing in the fruit? Yeah. Concerts? Do you know that that's a part of the Mandela effect? Wow. Because, well, let me ask you this. Does the fruit of the loom um, logo have a cornucopia in it? Yeah. Nope. Yes, no, it doesn't. It does. No, it absolutely does not. Yes, it does. It does not. But everyone thinks that it does. I, do you think it does? I only know that it doesn't. Do you remember I it remember having it, it having a cornucopia, yeah. But I only know that it doesn't because I know it's part of the Mandela effect. Oh, shit. It does not have a cornucopia. Wow. Mind blown, right? Oh, I want all of our listeners to tell us if you think it has a cornucopia or not. Yeah. Also, cornucopia is one of my favorite words. Because um, I always... <laughs> This is just nothing to do with anything. I'm so sorry. But now you all have to know. Cornucopia, okay? It always makes me think of the Black Lodge. Okay. from Twin Peaks How? because of like the way that they like talk like backwards in the Black oh, okay, Lodge yeah. and I like to say can I get yeah and <laughs> <laughs> that was very Black Lodge of you thank you like so good thank you it just it feels good to say try it right now I can't I can't is it fun it is kind of fun yeah, yeah so I'm sorry every time anyone ever says cornucopia in my head I go can <laughs> so yeah <laughs> as you know Thank you. Okay. We should do an episode on the Mandela effect. Yeah, we definitely should. That's sort of fun. Yeah. So although uh, Mitt Romney, good old Mitt. Also, why is that his name? Is it Mitchell? I don't want to know. No. It's just Mitt. And what if it's Glove? And he's like, I'm more of a big guy. His brother is Glove. He's Mitt. Oh, my God. So that was a really good joke. Mitt and Glove Romney. I wish I made that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Although Mitt Romney is a more man. The quiverful teachings cross sex, and as long as you believe in biblical patriarchy, you're just chill and like the eyes of the quiverful movement. Mm-hmm. They do this under the guise of being pro-family. And actually, a quote from a book that Mitt Romney has advertised, uh, the book is called Natural Family, colon, <laughs> a manifesto. Mm, okay. Yeah. Anything with a manifesto in the title is like... Yeah. Big cult vibes. Yeah. When I hear the word manifesto, uh, I don't get warm and fuzzies. Mm -mm. I get like unibomberies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Manifesto is kind of a negative connotation to it. For sure. Yeah. So the quote from this beautiful book is above all, above all, we believe in rights that recognizes women's unique gifts, such as pregnancy, childbirth and breastfeeding. Period. So it's like, like how you said earlier, which is blowing my mind, that this is like a women's-led movement. Yeah. In in really like twisted ways, they do like raise women up. And they're like, yeah, women are special. Women have these unique gifts. Women are like one of like a kind. It's like a trick. They trick women into thinking that it's something that is going to be beneficial to them mm-hmm. and their family. And then when women get into it, they're like, shit. Now I have to abuse all these children or I can't go to Disney World. <laughs> right? D-Land forever. D-Land. <laughs> making a bumper sticker that says D-Land forever <laughs> another quiverful politician that has fallen from grace mm-hmm. 
is our beloved Sarah Palin. No shit. Yeah, she's dude. a quiver fuller. She w- she was. And also, oh, wow. did you know that she can see Russia from her house? I can see Russia from my house. That was a really good Sarah Palin. Thank you. She's never come out and said it, but people around her have said she 100% adheres to this. Because That's like you the saying, they yeah. don't, they never admit it, but yeah. they are. Yeah. So she lands pretty hard into it. Uh, Sarah Palin was seen as a disgrace in the movement pretty recently hmm. because even though she just has like a bunch of kids and she encouraged her daughters to just have like a bunch of kids for God. Mm. She wears pants. She has a job. Mm. And she's also gotten a divorce from her (gasps) husband. So she's just like completely fallen out of favor. And like no one takes her seriously anymore. Well, and politically speaking, her political career is pretty much over. So they don't need her anymore. She just lost an election. Yeah, they don't need her anymore. Yes. She's done. She's mm -hmm. donezo. Alaska's like, "Uh uh-uh, Palin. That's right. Sailing sailing away, Palin. I don't know, man. That was dumb. Um, Please cut that. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm keeping it. A thing that I kind of notice about this is that, like, women are allowed to have power if it serves mm-hmm. and it's false power, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure her husband was still the one in charge of everything at home. Yeah. But, like, she's the face of this mm-hmm. for to, like, kind of, like, push the movement forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it helps the men, then they'll let the women do it. Mm-hmm. But that's only if it helps them. So when she was running for VP alongside John McCain, she advocated for more of like a Christian backbone to the country, citing that America was founded on Christianity and we need to, quote, return to our roots. Okay. Yeah. So when Trump was doing his whole like family first thing, which is just heavily laden with Christian ideology, Mm -hmm. um, separation of church and state like kind of got dissolved a little bit. Like it's mm-hmm. always been like this argument where it's their the church is trying to take back every fucking day. They yeah. they want to dissolve this separation. Yeah. Cause they want control. They want power over the country. Yeah. And honestly, like the phrase separation of church and state, like excuse me while I just laugh uncontrollably for the next forty five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. We're gonna release that. At um, least they're not even like trying to pretend it's a thing now. Now they're yeah. just like, yeah, we just want we just want church to be a part of government. Yeah. Okay. But maybe pay taxes then. <laughs> right. Like that's like the least, like the <laughs> if you want power, you're going to have to start thing you can paying do. taxes. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I got a lot of, whew, got a lot of issues with it, man. Do you remember um, Donald Trump's press secretary, Kaylee McCanny? Yeah. Yeah. Also the name Kaylee, big fan. The, <laughs> so she's this tiny blonde woman who always wore a diamond cross necklace. Love mm-hmm. that for her. She is Southern Baptist, but she's also a proponent of the Quiverful movement. Shocker. Yeah, right. She gave an interview in which she called for fighting the forces of quote unquote darkness, of which she did not define. But she said that the way we can do this is by filling the world with Christian babies. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking like her darkness is just like uh, xenophobia and racism and like a fear of other religions. Uh, totally. Yeah. Jim, Jim Bob Duggar held political office as a member of the Arkansas House of Representatives for just a few years. It was from 99 to 03. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. But then he was succeeded by a Democrat. Good. And like they had their show and stuff. So he's like, I don't he's need this busy. anyways. Yeah. Josh Duggar of rapist fame. <laughs> Was considered a political, he considered a political career until he got arrested for raping his sisters and having child porn on his computer. I'm surprised he still isn't trying to go for that, because honestly, like, what's to stop him? Right? Like, from prison? (laughs) Right. Like, I was falsely in prison. Mm -hmm. 
He was apparently super close with a bunch of politicians. No shit. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, there's photos of him with Jeb Bush, someone named Bobby Jindal, Rick Perry, Scott Walker, Mike Huckabee, Rick Santorum, and Ted Cruz of Zodiac Killer fame. <laughs> Fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> there is also a Christian conservative lobbying group called the Family Research Council that fights against LGBT rights. Okay. They fight against reproductive rights. Okay. And they are against the Violence Against Women Act. So they are pro-violence against women. Well, they believe that the Violence Against Women Act is a slush fund that the liberals use to fund their agenda. Okay. Which is okay. not accurate at all. No. No. Many Christian extremist politicians advocate for the Quiverful movement for their followers, but then they don't adhere to it themselves. Mm-hmm. Almost as if, like, they want the masses of followers to keep them in office and perpetrate their insane ideals. But they don't want to have to lead by example. Like, they don't want to have to live that well, lifestyle. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, much to think about, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. that's just like Bill Gothard. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in our comments, and I don't know, I didn't fact check this. So, Oh, it's true. Person in the comments. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone in our comments on Instagram mentioned that he never actually fathered any children. That we know of. That, are, that we yeah. know of. Mm-hmm. So he never raised any kids to be part of this movement. Yes. He just preached that everyone else should. Yes. He was also never married. Mm-hmm. And um, here's my theory on that. Because when you're married, you can't like it's not cool to like cheat on your spouse and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was like fucking around Sexually with all these girls, everyone in his office. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he has children, but probably. Know, yeah. We just don't know about it. Yeah. So it's like a little loophole, you know, like yeah. they all get to like do whatever the fuck they want and do as I say, not as I do type 100%. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Just a few months ago, the U S house passed a bill that would prevent States from making birth control illegal, which is a thing we have to fight for now. Okay. This was in response to politicians in Texas and Missouri suggesting that birth control should no longer be a protected right in this country. Okay. I just wonder, you know, why why would they want that? You know, why would they want just mass amounts of children to be born under, you know, whatever, right? I don't know, yeah. Yeah, why would they want to just keep women barefoot and pregnant? Why would they want to do that in the name of the Lord? This is just, it's it's another step backwards, well, and they're also against any type of sort of government assistance when it comes to families who have too many kids or like need help or yes. like food stamps. So you're against that, but you're also against preventing people from having kids. Yes. That can't afford to have kids. It's because they're pro-birth. <laughs> so, they're not pro-life. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so deeply upsetting. Yeah. And honestly, this is just the beginning. We have politicians like fucking Marjorie oh. Taylor Greene, possibly one of the dumbest women on the planet. The, the dumbest bitch ever. Lauren Boebert, the second dumbest <laughs> bitch on the planet. Ex-Arkansas State Senator Jason Rappert, wannabe Georgia Governor Candace Taylor, running on the slogan, Jesus, guns, and babies. That is not her actual slogan, is it? 100%. Okay. (laughs) Jesus, I love three things. Jesus, guns, and babies. Give every baby a gun. Give every Jesus a baby. Give every baby a Jesus gun. Vote for me, Candace Taylor. <laughs> In Republican nomination for Pennsylvania governor, Doug Masterino. Is that how you say that? Masteriano. Masteriano. Masteriano, thank you for knowing words. <laughs> Who believes that the November election was stolen and that the separation of church and state is, quote, 
a myth perpetrated by the Democrats. Okay. Yeah. They're just all trying very hard to turn this country into a quiver full of subservient breeding women and powerful men under the leadership of God. And baby, it just don't sit right with me. Yeah. Well, and Lindsey Graham introduced a bill this past week that would ban most abortions Mm -hmm. nationwide starting at 15 weeks of pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, it's insane and it's clear that this movement or cult or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. is highly influencing our politics and it's starting to get a little scary. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little. So if anyone wants to join a resistance, we are starting one. We are not starting one. We're We're not. not We're definitely not doing that. A resistance. But if you want to start if, if, if you come go to the website <laughs> www this is not a resistance started by nick and no from qu.com if you don't want to start a resistance make sure you meet us at the park at 12:30 a.m. yes tonight to not start a resistance we will be passing out berets everyone will get a beret yes and please wear a turtleneck <laughs> make it black we're in our Patty Hearst era. <laughs> this is our Patty Hearst era. We're entering our Patty Hearst era. <laughs> okay, so I actually had a listener mail from the DMs. Okay. Which, Wait, is it about Quiverful stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is very exciting. So let me just pull this up right quick. Do it, do it, do it, do it. This came in a while ago. Okay, and this person actually has experience with a family who was a part of this movement. Oh, yes, I saw this. Um, I'm we're not going to say the name. No. They asked us to take it out. So Can we name them? We can name them give if me, we want. Give me a letter. Z. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> uh Zana Oria. Zana Oria writes. Okay, so she says they had 11 kids all homeschooled. When they were young, they were extremely conservative, and the woman discussed. So she worked for this woman who mm-hmm. was a part of this movement. She was like a, a how, like a babysitter, like a nanny. And she was a swim. She taught them to swim. Oh, okay, okay. So she discussed with all of her employees at the time corporal punishment. They say when I met them, the youngest kid was fourteen, and the oldest was thirty-one, I believe. The kids who were around my age at the time, maybe early twenty, early to mid-20s, talked about the corporal punishment and, of course, framed it as if it was a hilarious memory. Like, oh, remember how crazy mom was? <laughs> remember that one time I got beat unconscious? That was fucking crazy. <laughs> but they said she would buy rows of conveyor belt rubber, like oh, at a shit. grocery store, and cut it into strips, and each kid had their own strip. Whoa. And when they acted up... Up or misbehaved she would make them take all of their clothes off and line up and she would beat them with the strips and trigger warning sorry geez i have about five years worth of stories working for this woman honestly i learned a lot from her and she was extremely gifted at her craft but she was insanely strict and hyper religious and definitely incorporates all of that into the job It was so bizarre. They were conservative when the kids were young, but by the time I was working, they were more laid back because the kids were older. The kids were rebellious. We were required to wear long sleeve swim shirts and shorts. It wasn't so much dress that was conservative, but more so behavior. They made their core values of the company pretty religion-based and dogmatic. 
when I worked there, I basically felt like I was torn down to be rebuilt. Whoa. Blank. So, like, she was sort of indoctrinated. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name of the woman. Blank, like, liked military, military training in a way. I feel like I need to think of specific stories. So, for instance, they developed this evaluation and attacked every insecurity a person could have, but framed it to evaluate you as a swim instructor, if that makes sense. They constantly attacked my personality and told me I was negative, like an Eeyore is what they called me. You know, the depressed cow Fucking from Pooh Bear. adults? More? More of yeah. them? Yes. Basically, if you didn't follow the Lord, they critiqued you to within an inch of yourself and caused you to second guess everything about yourself, your choices, etc. Basically, gaslighting. Yeah. Which I think is directly from the manipulation and control of the faith. And then she actually sent us pictures of, yeah. and obviously we're not going to show them. because How many is, kids is that though? Okay. So I'm just going to describe the photo to you. It's like a thousand children. So this is just her grandchildren and there are one, two, three, four. And they're wearing khakis, white shirts, and blue shirts. And it's like There are 21 children. 21 grandchildren. 21 children? Those are her grandchildren. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that there's a minimum of 10 children. And then she also goes on to say, obviously change my name. I don't think it would get back to them, but if it did, they would def sue me. Working there, I had to sign a clause saying I wouldn't teach swimming lessons within five years of employment. Wow. Crazy, crazy. She sent more pictures and there's just like, it's, it's, there's a lot, just a lot of kids and not, we're not going to share the pictures or anything, but no. There, there are people out there. Let's it's, just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's like a classic, like a quiverful, like family. Like that's what these photos look like. Mm -hmm. It's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. So if you wow. have any, I don't know, stories about crazy quiverful people or anything else, you can send them to our Gmail, and it's mm -hmm. quite unusual pod at gmail dot com, and then you might get to listen to your story told. Yeah, that would I would love to hear some more stories, honestly. You can also, if you're feeling funky and fresh, you Whoa. can send us a voice recording of your story yes. to speakpipe.com slash quite unusual pod. And we could just stick it in our episodes. You could possibly hear your own voice on one of our episodes, too, if you like. Yeah. And the link for that is in it'll be in the show notes and it will also be on all of our social media. And as always, you can hit us up on our social means. We're on basically everything. We have Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, OnlyFans. MySpace. We should get on, what's that uh, weird Twitter that Trump has now where he told everyone <laughs> that, that he got knighted, knighted but him, in but, private. But no one saw it. <laughs> he totally did. It totally happened. Just nobody saw it. We're going to find out whatever that social media site is and we're going to get, get on, on it. <laughs> we'll probably sure. get kicked off, but Can't, it's fine. Literally cannot wait. And, um, oh, wait. we're sorry. Our, we're on quite unusual pod. Is where you? Can oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. Quite unusual pod. <laughs> we're on Patreon too. Quite unusual pod. Pond pod. If yeah. you want to help support the show, and if you want to send us anything cool or spooky, we have a PO box. We sure do. It's PO box one two one two in Desplaines, Illinois six zero zero one seven. Sometimes I check the PO box at like three in the morning, and I just openly weep in the empty post office. She does. It's true. I can hear all the way 
It's true. It's because I call Nicole when I do it. And she's like, can you stop? It's three in the morning. I don't want to do this anymore. Anyways, you can send us stuff there at P.O. Box 1212 in Displains, Illinois, 60017. And as always, remember to celebrate the strange. And keep it unusual. Bye. Bye. And this is the part of the show where we give praise to the all-knowing leaders, supporters of the podcast, and all-around benevolent beings. Wait, should we do this in the Christian voice? I don't know. I was just thinking that I really missed doing this voice because it's been so long since we've read these. All right, gets to going. Let's, let's, let's keep get it the way benevolent, it is. baby. And to Tim M, the eighteenth child in a quiverful family. Tim is the family's MVP on their basketball team. Well, there's technically enough kids for two basketball teams, but you know, you get it. Yeah, it's true. To Evan Kay, who was once an avid crossbow enthusiast, but now he can't even stand to look at a quiver. Mm. He just leaves his arrows on the floor. He's like, what am I going to do with these? I don't want to use them. KDT wants to know if you pronounce it UFO or UFO? UFO. Are you a ufologist or a ufologist? Is it a potato, potato thing? Potato, potato, tomato, tomato, UFO. UFO. Cheeto Chato? Yes. I yes. believe so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, right, God, right. I did miss this fucking voice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> to Adam Kay, the first person to set up a home on Mars. Sometimes you just have to get away from it all. Now, only if that rover would stop trampling his petunias. <sighs> John S. is convinced the world is Truman showing him, but can't find the cameras and is allowed to travel where he wants and... Hasn't noticed anything suspicious. Wait, the yeah. producers of the John S. show are calling. Let's move along. Oh, don't, don't pick up. <laughs> to Caitlin R., who once saw David Duchovny eat a hot dog like an ear of corn, and she cannot shake the image from her mind. That's the real X-File. <laughs> That's the only X-File. Can you imagine seeing, also saying Dukovny in this voice? Dukovny. It just, I love it. Throws off the tongue. To see David Dukovny, we are devolving this David Dukovny. David Dukovny. David Dukovny. Eating a hot dog like an ear of corn would be so upsetting. I understand, Caitlin. We, we feel your pain, Caitlin. <laughs> Alex C., the owner of the world's only authentic grey alien toenail clippings. Ew. They glow in the dark. I would chew on it like a Barbie shoe. Mmm, sounds delicious. <laughs> and to Jeff S., an arcane archaeologist who's discovered the ancient temple of Bahamut and now uses it as his man cave. Hmm. I like that. Yes. Thank you to all of our coven members on Patreon. Without you, we are nothing. (laughs) We're nothing. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We missed you so fucking much. We've been gone for so long. Uh.